Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Dietri. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about <laughs> movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. What's the color of the boathouse at Hereford? What's the color of the boathouse at Hereford? Tell me about an ambush. I ambush you with a cup of fucking coffee. Cue the theme song. What's in the case? That information is necessary. Is it heavy? Is it explosive? Is it chained to some unlucky bloke's wrist? We're going to have to chop it off. All right. What is it? Oh, my. Where'd you learn that? Huh? In a regiment. What regiment was that? The 22nd Special Air Service. What's the color of the boathouse in here for? What's the color of the boathouse in here for? I don't like your attitude. The color of the boathouse. Oh, fuck you! Oh, John, I'm on arm. Do something. Go ahead. Do something. Do something. Tell me about an ambush. Tell me about an ambush. All right, 1998, we had Ronin, directed by John Frankenheimer, starring uh, Robert De Niro, Jean Reno, uh, Sean Bean or Sean Bond, I don't know, whichever pronunciation you prefer, Jonathan Price, Stellan Skarsgård, and uh, I don't know, the Irish gal's name is a little tough to uh, pronounce, Natasha Macaloni. We'll go with Don't that. About Skip Sudis. Oh, of course. Of course. How could I forget Skip? I don't even know who you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rodin follows the adventures of Sam, uh, who is an American mercenary, gun for hire, former agent, uh, it seems, skilled professional in the world of espionage and illegalities, um, however you'd like to say that. Um, meets up with a couple of other folk at a cafe and... Uh, Finds out about a job, takes the job, goes to the job. A little bit of espionage happens here and there as this briefcase, this package is called into question. And hijinks kind of ensue. So uh, Jean Reno is the guy who can get you things. Um, there's a really beaky, uh, a beaky, what is Sean Bean? Is he, is he Brit? Is he a Scot? I'm actually not sure. Yeah, I'm actually not sure. With, for the accent he's got in this, I would have put him as Scottish. Man, I'm brutal with accents. Yeah. Oh well. Tell me either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so yeah. So basically, this group of uh, Irish, um, whatever they are, some group ends up hiring some mercenaries to go steal a package, and we start getting woven in through things. So um, this movie, unlike many many spy movies, um, this movie does not really take the time to make sure you understand fully certain details of what's going on. You're just supposed to go with the fact that there's a lot of espionage going on. And, and I don't mind, I don't necessarily mind it because like what's in the package would be like one of the things you might ask and why is everyone bidding on it? You never, you never get to find out, but I'm okay with that. What did you guys think? Yeah, I'm okay with that. You don't need to explain a bunch of stuff in a spy movie because I've seen 30 spy movies in my life. So... I mean, I already understand the world. I understand, like, the, the convention of spy or spy movie, right? So, I mean, you can throw me right into it. And that's and that's basically yeah. what they do. They throw you right into the fucking, right into the meeting. The De Niro character is, uh, it's a slow burn, this character development, which is nice. They, like, really do it slowly over time. Like you don't have any reason not to like him in the beginning, but like you're, but you're still rooting for him a little bit when he hides the gun. He goes inside. You're scared for him. You like don't know who he is or anything. But then over time, you find out exactly who he is, and he, like he's really understated, but you like him. Yeah, 
Like, you know he's professional, you know he's intelligent, you know he's good at this. Like, you know he's like a pro. It's like, and then you get like totally sucked in. Yeah, and I, I think it's cool that they threw in some characters into the group to really to really pronounce that. Like guys asking, you know, if you've been in his business for as long as he probably has, like asking stupid questions like, what's your favorite kind of gun? Or like you've done stuff like this before, like those kind of questions that, you know, I just figured when, when he shows up, De Niro, for the job, he like, I think he immediately knows he's got a negotiating position because his his superiors don't seem very experienced in what they're doing. Like, I'll get you the answers you need. I don't have the answers. Who does? Let me talk to them. He keeps pushing and pushing until he gets what he wants. Um, But there's other things you notice, like some people showed up with bags and lots of luggage and things like that. He showed up with nothing, his gun, because he knows he's like, this is a big job. They're only, they'd only have asked me here if they were going to be paying like well into the six figures. So when I show up, it's going to be like, get me some clothes. I need some clothes. I need a place to sleep. I need food. Like all this is going to be provided. And the other guys like seem more impressed with their surroundings. Like, and he, it's, it seems like old hat to him. And, um, I, I really like that. It, it's stuff in rewatches. You start to pick up a little bit more that really sticks home that his character is, is good at what he does. And in, like Colin said, instantly likable. He also asked for more money, like almost right off the bat, and they give it to him. Yeah, like he went to that's him. She negotiates for the group. Yeah, and she yeah, just and she and to John's point about professionalism, she just says that is what is what was understood. Yeah, like but, like but she already decision, knows. Every decision he makes though to do in front of her is a con. It's a scam. Yep. Right. Yep. So like. Like because when he's saying, "Well, I'll fucking leave if you don't pay me pay me more money," is is him covering for like just he's an insider now, right? Yeah. So he's always scam is to make people think that they that you're trying to pull it away from. Yeah, and he's always pushing them, and he's always pushing them, and he's always pushing his boundaries and asking the questions. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Like so, so everyone else is kind of everyone else. There's a couple of guys in there. You you get different levels of. how much they've done this exactly and uh, and of course the one guy who uh screws everything up uh the one he traps with the copy yeah sean bond yeah scene bean <laughs> so like they're all of different experience but like he's the thoroughbred he's the best yeah well the yeah. rest the russian guy would be like close to on his level though in terms of experience mm-hmm. and he he like oh, but he's like a leader though yeah he wasn't gonna take charge he wasn't gonna lead no he wasn't no. that's not i mean he was there for other reasons but also he's yeah. not a, he's not a people person um but jean reno and that driver both on a level yeah they they're like, they're because so, when the action happens you can see jean reno kind of leans to de niro uh, to oh, yeah. take his direction um i'm not going in there he's he's in a, he's a bit beyond his um his experience level quite often but he handles it really well. Like he's a he's a badass. So he probably would have been a guy just in Paris that's like can get you anything. He's like right on involved in the whole underworld, but wouldn't he's, be a guy that gets his hands dirty, right? Yeah, yeah. He's he seems very well connected. Like instantly he's like, I need a I need an Audi what does he ask for? An S eight? Um, the driver, the the wheel man, and, and some other yeah. equipment and he's got specs with him, which <laughs> when I originally watched this movie I'd be like whatever but in reality i thought back on it i'd be like no you know what if this guy was like you're you're being interviewed or you're hired for a job like show up to this this place i'd be like 
I got a plan for a variety of scenarios. I'm bringing all my plans. And I happen to have a binder with something in it for an Audi S8 for this nitrous I want in on it. So like it, it, it does make perfect sense if you think about it. It's hilarious. Yeah, I'm down it's good. With that. It's good. And John Reno goes, "I'll have it for you by this afternoon." Yeah, that's what like he that. said. Like, <laughs> he doesn't flinch even for a second. This highly specialized, high performance um, luxury vehicle. Yeah. And he's he's like, "No, I get that. No problem." And Gregor no, too we needed some fancy get stuff. It, but he was gonna get yeah. it with the twin turbo installed inside the car in six hours. Yeah. There's yeah. no fucking way that's happening. There's no fucking way. Who's he calling at two in the morning and fucking throw that shit for him? Yeah, I don't know. For the, right, for the right money, you could probably get that. In no a half problem. a day? Never. In Paris? Absolutely. Maybe. Yeah. Like maybe you have a guy who can hack a database and check out like. Think about. They have to something. get the exact car. He just think about, think about the proximity of Paris to um, all these other major European centers, right? Yeah. Distribution there would be available and um and possible so yeah. if he is needed this turbo i'm telling you somewhere in germany france there's a lot and he's like yeah. get, get this disappear this box i need it i'll pay you tw- three times the typical rate and they'd be like oh yes sir john reno I, it's probably possible but i mean then gregor yeah. needs and, some to get that afternoon so it's nine o'clock in the morning and you're gonna get that exact car with the exact specs you want in like before the end of fucking the day you're never gonna do that all right that's Absolutely. insane those the cars aren't lying around. That specific model of car isn't laying around with tw- twin fucking uh, whatever the fucking. They're installing the that. Tank. The turbos and stuff like that would be available at performance shops somewhere in the neighboring um, cities. Yeah. And the whatever. There are... we, we we argue about this, this so much. It's such a <laughs> <detail>. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things. John detail. brought up the question. We're having a discussion about yeah, maybe, it. Yeah, totally possible. No, maybe it's well, embellished. We had this exact same argument we were watching the movie. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it, maybe it's a yeah. off the. It's an extreme example, but like it still sells his character as being good, and and it makes it it it's, lets you know who the solid people in the crew are. Um, and so I would have just said I would have just said the car I wanted, and that was it. He wanted like crazy things done to that car. You yep. need the crazy things. You can't just have that car. You'd you'd need a car that could fit four or five people in it comfortably. Oh yeah. Um, that could still handle the driving. So you'd need super tight suspension. The turbos, all that stuff is for acceleration. They'd need like probably probably performance brakes on there. Oh yeah. With the amount of like high race type of shit that he does in this movie, like you'd want that car to be to be absolutely nailed down. Yeah. That's why I don't think you could get it in five hours. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're saying. You're just wrong. I, I think he could have the car. <laughs> I think he could have the car for him, but the work to be done would take time. That's, that's all. That's that's all. That's not what he said, though. <laughs> oh, I think it could all be done. Okay. Team of people. Yeah. If you had that. Okay. So then we're assuming John Reno is like super tied in to the to he's the France. Super tied in. Yeah. He proves it, right? Yeah, he does. And he's there for the rest of the stuff. And like he runs into other bad guys who recognize him and, and he has no problem offing people. Um, so, yeah, dude's got dude's got some history. Everyone's got some history here, except for yeah. Scene Bean, who is likely a former soldier, maybe like trainee dropout something who's just trying to get into the world. But that guy's just nervous, nervous as shit. He lied his way in. Probably he lied his way in. It makes me wonder, like the guy who set up this whole arrangement from the first start, the man in the wheelchair, whoever that is, 
how did how did um, how did De Niro or the CIA get in tight with him to get an invite to this kind of thing? Um, yeah. And the the man in the wheelchair also knew, I think, Jean Reno. I think didn't he say we know the same guy to get us introduced here or something? Anyway, um, I'm not sure. Yeah, it makes you it makes you think about that a little bit. Mm. Okay. Um, so <laughs> where, <laughs> um, so yeah, um, so immediately De Niro, um, picks up Gregor as a, as an equal, I guess. Um, oh yeah. And, uh, and Gregor he's is. Not an e- he's not an equal though. I don't think. I, I think Gregor is. He's just a step down. Yeah. It, I'm, but above everybody else, it, it, like they'd be. In oh, a- absolutely. No, the other guys on the team are solid. The driving guy is solid. I mean, they're all solid, but like he's the leader. Right. He comes yeah. in and t- just takes over. Dinner just takes over. He knows what the, he knows what to do. Right. These guys yeah. don't know that they need someone to tell them. Yeah. I just feel like the other guy was fine. Taking a back seat. He's just like a capable independent operator. Yeah. Someday he'll manage his own team. Yeah. <laughs> he'll be doing a heist. He'll be running the heist. He'll be yeah. telling everybody what to do. Yeah, we're like, this right is surveillance. Oh, we'll do some surveillance. Yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. This and was a management training program? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Gennaro's like the best teacher. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they paid him extra to he's like can you impart some wisdom on these lads yeah what did what did they get paid guys that they were would you think they get paid seventy five thousand? but then he upped it to 200 000 each um and he wanted uh, half of it in a bank yeah he it was 40 it bank. Was, sorry it was he wanted half of it in a bank up front and then the other half when they finished the job yeah, that sounds right. I can't remember the amounts. It was like a hundred or two hundred thousand that they ended up getting for each. Yeah, two hundred thousand. He upped it to. Yeah, yeah. Man, it doesn't seem like a crazy raise. <laughs> it is. A, it is a crazy raise, but you still question: is it is it worth it for sure? Um, so you had mentioned surveillance. The the movie gets into the the surveilling of the crew, which is all very pleasant and moves along quickly and has little bits of tension and character building along the way. Um. That's where um, um, De Niro and Deirdre go out to like snap some photos and make out in the car and bang a little bit in the car uh, to kind of set some tension up with them later. Which actually some some of the relationship building that that happens there. Um, uh, there's a, a cut scene later on in the movie um, where Deirdre comes back at the end to the cafe and and she was just like walking down the street to go meet with them and run away with them and she ends up getting pulled into a van with a hood on her head and they drive off with her and then De Niro just kind of walks out of the restaurant and goes about his business as what? he does. Yeah. That would terrible. I know. It's harsh. It's really harsh. She's just walking. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. It sure, it sure doesn't make you cheer for him as much. No. Yeah, it's it was. I don't think it was a CIA grab. I think it was the Irish but grabbing her. But let anyway, let me ask you guys this question: Do you think they had sex, or do you think they had sex more than once? Yes. Mm. Yeah, there's twice in the movie, isn't there? No, I, no, but I, I mean, just start banging every day behind everyone's back. You know, I don't think so. I thought it was. It just felt like it was the once. I thought it was more. Yeah, there. I think that's the up to interpret. 
expectation, I think, actually. Like, they wouldn't have really had an opportunity, <laughs> right? They, they were putting them to bed so they could take them out the next day. So they banged that night, and then the next day they had to return to being completely professional. There was no more downtime for sneaking out. I know, off. but I'm just saying that that night they could have went and did another surveillance in a car. And, and you can't see what I'm doing, but you guys can. <laughs> <laughs> so right. you think, like, did they do it twice in one night? I have no idea, man. It looked to me like you were do- miming riding a bike or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. They went for bike rides in this countryside. <laughs> they went for bike rides. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, all the, all the, all the, yeah, all the way that, the yeah, <laughs> all the way that De Niro is like snapping the photos and, and setting up the the sign to make the noise to see what the security team is like. Like all that stuff is is believable and still really good. Yeah, because none of it none of it requires um, any suspension of disbelief. The sign falls near them. There will be a big distraction. Their first instinct would be to grab that guy. It's enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The less you say, the less you say, the audience is always going to fill it in. You don't need to tell them. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's and a lot of people, I think, would have taken an opportunity for a big scene there, and yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. cheapened everything by. Yeah, no, it's quick. They they fade it out to the camera shots that he's taking, and then it shows them showing the team the shots, saying they're they're tight, and then it moves on, and you're like, okay, so they're they're a formidable crew. Thank you for that information as we go into the heist itself, which is also. Hey, you know he, but you know, in between all of that, he's been like, he, there's been a ton more stuff we're not seeing. Oh yeah. They're just showing us the relevant shit to the story so we know what's going on in the story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so like not their bathroom breaks and stuff you're saying. <laughs> yeah, well just like not like a, so much information that like you know how movies do like a ton of surveillance and they show them doing all the surveillance. Yeah. Once you know they're watching them, yeah, you don't need little extra details. Once you once the audience knows you guys have them on the surveillance, that's all they need to know. Yep. Yeah. I agree. And yeah. Otherwise it's just guys watching shit on TV screens and stuff. And that's boring. Yeah. And then they have dialogue and it's just explain a log or filler or some garbage. Like there's a heist happening. I want to see the heist. So this, this movie gets right to it. So they're dealing yeah, with our, tight. The they're, movie is tight. they're dealing, it, it's just, it flows nicely in my mind. It keeps things moving along. There is some downtime and they use the downtime for some character building, but then they get right back to the action, which is always like interesting and intense. And, um, um, the, the the this first heist is just like so exciting with uh, for anybody who's like a, a an action nut. Um, the gunplay in this and the car chase that ensues is like really excellent and worth checking out. Yeah, good. These guys like use heavy automatic weapons to like down a, the first couple of cars. They use uh, bangers, whatever they call those things, the poppers to to take people's attention off where the gunfire is actually coming from, and they use that to their advantage really well. The poppers are used for something else. Yeah, I think they are too. It's just, yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, then they they give chase in the car, and they have like a was it a law or an RPG that they end? It was a law, wasn't it? It's a law. Yeah, the law I mean, rocket launcher. Um, for all the difference it makes when it hits a car. Yeah, it absolutely nuked the next car. Um, and then yeah, they get down to like a basically a two on one, one on two chase against the main guy, and they they get the the chase car for the main guy off the road and then man they just go crazy in the car chase in this and there's a, like an awesome car chase later on in this movie too so um they have a heavy machine gun in that scene don't they yeah um um sam uses it he's got yeah he's, he's got yeah. it in the back yeah he, he uses a grenade launcher at the start and then he pulls out the i don't know what kind of heavy that was but 
He's got like well, a. Those guys got crazy weapons. They, they are prepared. I lo- like they went overboard. Like none of this. I, so this is all relevant <laughs> to an earlier scene when when um, scene Bean was saying uh, like what kind of gun you like, and he's like I kind of like the 1911. He's like oh. Uh, automatic and they kind of quip at each other around that but ultimately he's like it's a tool like I don't give a shit like whatever I need in the job that's what I'll get and then he proves it by pulling out like crazy weapons in the assault but he, <laughs> like they more than do their job like it's it's over in a second for those for those baddies that was the wrong security detail to be to be in on well and the guns all feel like real like this movie the whole tone of this movie is like this reality to it like yeah I read a thing that talked about the the investment and time they spent um, into making sure that all of the car noises were accurate. Yep. And apparently they like they like did such a precise job in ensuring that they recorded all of the real sounds, so everything sounds exactly like it's supposed to. They're European models, even of the vehicles, yep. right? Yeah. Uh, because they're all taking place in Europe, of course. Like the little differences, they paid attention to everything in this movie, and I think because of that, the action feels it. It feels it's less watered down yeah. because there's not that shine on it that a lot of movies have. I don't know what it is, Colin. Maybe you know better, but there's something yeah. about the way that this is filmed where it just feels. I don't know. Maybe more like you're there. That like the stakes are higher. That as it's, opposed to that, that it's possible. Hollywood sheen on it, right? Yeah. 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 I agree. Cinematography and then the camera, a lot of handheld camera and stuff like that almost feels a little doc- documentary. It's good. Like, what's best with the action and the fighting and stuff? It's I like, mean, the action in this is insane. It's really like, good. For a, for, a, for a quiet movie that it is. Yeah. And, it, like, there's, like, big set pieces, um, big car chases. There's, a big, there's another huge car chase later at the end, of course, uh, closer to the end. Like it, this movie's crazy. Yeah, movie has crazy. Like it just like has crazy stuff all the time. Like, the ending, I will say, is a little anticlimactic. Okay. Uh, at the skating rink and stuff, and then the fight outside, and then, and then doesn't what happens? So where was Jean Renou? Did he get shot? Yes, he did. You know, Jean Renou got shot. Yeah, and then he goes after the guy who shot that guy, and I think he got shot two times. And then De Niro's finding him, trying to find him, and then the guy pulls the gun on De Niro, and John Renew, who's shot two times in the parking lot, shoots that guy from a high-up position. Yeah. And I was like, what? How the fuck did he get there? Yeah. I didn't like that. It could have been an ice skater. It could have been, been anything. Anything, <laughs> anything other than that. Anybody else. There's other people that could have been. Yeah. Uh, the woman. It could have been the blonde woman. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have liked. Like it could have been John Reno. It just it just should have been in a different way. Um, like why not his girlfriend? I don't know. Maybe I guess that. I guess at the end. Remember, of the, he t- tells her to flee. He says to get out of here. They're here for Seamus or whatever. Yeah, it would be so cool if she would have come back and she would have saved him. Yeah, I can't believe they actually blew that. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if they thought about it at all. Yes. How does he get up there? I just don't he, like how it's done. It it could have yeah, been Jean no. Reno. I just would have done it like when Jean Reno was down after immediately being shot and, and De Niro goes over to check on him, then Seamus comes out and is like, You fuckers and then De Niro stands up and Reno like goes poof, poof, and takes him. Like something like that would have been just cleaner and better. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I would like to see that. Yeah. See, I'm into that. Yeah, and it's quicker too. So all the running out through the crowd stuff, 
This movie's um, two hours and some. It's two over two hours. Precision calculations here. Yeah, I know. Oh, I usually have that handy. Oh, well. Um, it's like an hour. It might be an hour 58, actually. Anyway, you could cut a little bit. This movie could have some cutting. A little, a little, but not too much. Like even when, um, oh no, it's really good. Yeah, like th- even when they they go to the to get um, Sam treated for his gunshot wound. When Sam does the does the procedure 202. on himself, two o two. Yeah, okay. Um, when Sam does the procedure on himself, like all that stuff, and then you know some of the follow up discussion with the guy, it's it's actually really interesting. So it doesn't come off as too cheesy or a big waste of time. They they kind of don't directly speak about certain things and talk about samurai and I don't know, friendship and loyalty and stuff like that. So yeah, I think the samurai thing, uh, there was a part we all thought was a little too much for the samurai thing. I was trying to think of what that was. Because they, we wanted them to pull back a little, they go a little overboard. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That he's painting the figurines and stuff like that too. Yeah, but then he ever starts asking him questions or something, and it, it gets bad. Yeah, that's right. That's it's right. After he tells him, it's after he tells him about the disembowelment or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Long, past, long. They, yeah, they should have cut, right? Yeah. 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 But yeah. They could cut a chunk out at the end there. It would have made it more meaningful. Totally. You know, like, kind of, it was a little hitting you over the head or whatever bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You could you could make cuts in this movie, but I think overall, like if you look at act, like this movie is almost orchest orchestral, right? In the way that it's done, it's 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 like crescendos and then it crashes down and brings you back to like a, a normal pace and gives you like some some content and then like again a crescendo and then a little pause and then maybe something else. Like this movie does an excellent job of what a lot of action movies fail at, I think, which is like, yeah, like bringing you to these high points, but then allowing you to like come back down to like a reserved state and like get back into the story of it a bit. Right. Yeah. And then right yeah. back again, like it lifts you up and down and like, you know, you're worried yeah, you, you develop these characters. You want the characters to win. You like, you cheer for these fucking guys. Jean you- Reno and, uh, and De Niro's friendship. Yeah, is the best relationship in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. I bet you the structure. I bet you the structure in this movie is like spot on too. Yeah, I think it would be. That's why it feels that way. That's why the ups and the downs and the and the valleys and the peaks and stuff because that's good, just good structure. It's uh, but it's yeah. not too much of a roller coaster that you're coming down exhausted and then and then angry that you need to be worked back up again. It like it it yeah because James Bond have a really shitty way of doing that. Yeah, actually, this is like a high level, better written James Bond movie. Really, it, it is because think of the action sequences you end up getting. Um, like it's it's the building and building through the first twenty minutes, which is fine that they don't give you anything too major. In the early days, um, but they no, actually, that's a lie. They do jump right in with the gun exchange, which is awesome. Um, kept the guns, got the money, job well done, yeah. Um, like that whole stuff is is exciting, and it it gets to show off little bits. Of, thank you. It gets to show off little bits of what everybody can do, and then you get the the heist that comes after that. Um, then you get uh, all the side stuff with Gregor. Um, as he's like trying to sell the case and then people are turning against him and he's like having to up the stakes and he ends up getting kidnapped. Um, then there's the huge car chase. There's the scene at the in, in Rome. Um, then there's the final scene at the rink. Like there's so many like scenes, the car chases. Um, uh, one that is in the first heist scene, but the second car chase. 
is like one of the most intense things ever. It's one of the best car chases ever put to film. Like that and the Bourne identity would be like two of the better and ones still, done in the past. And it still looks just as good. Yeah. It's all believable it's and real. It's, it's real. Yeah. It, yeah. it has that feel like Brent noted before. It's just all of it. Like you feel like you're there. It was shot in a very exciting way. And with, with that so many kind of big intensity scenes, it never lets you get down too much in between. Just enough to fill some information in and then you're back like at some intense action. And they keep raising the stakes too, which is great. Because at first yeah. it's all about getting the case and then it becomes a revenge thing and still getting the case. So there's more at stake and then you see what Gregor's up to and you don't even know what this thing is and you're like, well, don't let the Russians have it. No. Yeah. Well, they're, they're just tightening the string the whole way because that tension is just continuously rising. Yep. Even on those spots, like we're saying, like the non-action um, like plot plot spots i guess yep um there's always that tension and because you're in a in like the whole movie takes place in an unfamiliar group of like like intelligence professionals right and like these guys aren't friends like john yeah. Reno and de niro obviously are right but like that's like even still like a professional respect friendship thing like so there's never that feeling like they're home and everything is okay yeah there's always something going on right there's yeah. always some some force working against or or with you it's it's fucking awesome the way they do this movie man. Yeah, like Colin said the structure of that the way they do that and then just break it all right at the end is fucking money man yeah yeah this is this director what's the director's name again I can't even remember Frank, Frank Frankenheimer yeah, yeah, this is his masterpiece, actually. Probably. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He did Reindeer uh, Games after this, and then that was his last. What? Yeah. Reindeer oh, Games. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, this guy, this guy, <laughs> he, he doesn't not good. No, no, probably not. Yeah, he did Reindeer Games right after this. How could he have done that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He went from Ronin to <laughs> Reindeer Games. Oh, Do you know my what though? God. In my experience, that is the craziest. In my experience, yeah. not, not a lot of people have seen Ronin. Not everybody has seen Ronin. Like, this movie didn't have wide mass appeal. Well, not everybody's seen Reindeer Games. Oh, no. That, well, that wasn't making that comparison for sure. And I hope more people have seen Ronin than Reindeer Games. Otherwise, I'm going to go throw up. Um, I feel like Reindeer Games got more press. Yeah, maybe. It was a bigger, bigger release. It had a bigger star. Well, at the time, I don't know. De Niro I don't know. De Niro was pretty star. big. Yeah, like De Niro's gigantic since Godfather. Man. Like if yeah, someone, so before that. if anyone thought that this was like De Niro's start into descent, like oh, it's not as powerful as Godfather Two or whatever, blah blah blah. Like you were mistaken. He's like rock solid in this movie. He, he, oh yeah, he's great. What it is about him, like, and it's yes in the character, but also like the the personality that he's just pushing across. It, it's like likable. You you root for him, and, and it's Rainier great. Games has <laughs> ben Affleck, Gary Sinise, and Charlie Theron. Yep, that's a cast. He got two Os cast. two Oscar but winners. That script's just crazy bad. Crazy. Well. <laughs> I'm that's, watching that's, now that I know that that guy shot that next. I'm watching it next. No, there's, there's gotta some, be some genius in there. There's a stupid plot say, twist or something. What about this? Maybe that's in a brilliant movie reindeer game. All right, let's add it to the maybe, list then. Put it on the list. Maybe he was doing something, trying some new <laughs> filmmaking. He was like, he was I like, know. I made Ronan the masterpiece of my life, and I have this last studio obligation. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm out. I'm out. Uh, it was a three fixture deal. And yeah. so I just got to get this one over with. Yeah. yeah. Get it out of the way. Oh, get Ben Affleck in here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, Get like, so this movie cost $55 million to make and only made 70 at the box office. So it wouldn't be considered a huge commercial success. I mean, if, if you, you could make Ronan? me... Yeah, if you could go out and make me $15 million, I'd be very pleased. But, uh, but yeah, yeah Ronan, Ronan never like made it big. And, and I, don't, I just don't think... I don't remember it um, getting a lot of fanfare when it, when it came out. It just nah, kind of fell between the cracks, which is really sad because... There's Super a, underrated movie, this one. If any movie is underrated, it's this. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Yeah. The music was really good and stuff, too. Yeah. All the acting. I can't I can't think of ten. any weak acting in this movie. Like, every character nails what they need to do. This yeah. was really good. Like, yeah. I, I think Sean Bond, Sean, Bond, Sean Bond can bug me in some roles. Um, and he kind of annoys me here, but he, that's what he's doing right. He just gets the shit kicked the shit out, out of him. Me. He handles himself pretty well in the gunfight too, which I was appreciative they did because they needed to show that he had some kind of skill that he would have been brought to the table in the first place. Like he couldn't have lied his way in that much. So when he was like, I don't know, he was going a little nuts, but he was laying down some suppressing fire and um, at least doing his, his job. Fire was terrible. It was I terrible, mean, but he was, he was at least he was at least doing a job and wasn't putting them in danger, then, I guess. And then he goes and shoots. Yeah, well, the yeah, adrenaline. He was, hit, he was hit shot. He was hit, hit shooting from the hip. Yeah. Little, little baby. Yeah. And like just, moving just side kidding. to side, like a, he was like, yeah, like a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he's a liability. I don't know if he helped. Yeah, well, I mean, I just, I guess he didn't get everyone killed at that time. Well, they did get the, they did get <laughs> the guns the and they level. did get the money. <laughs> and no one died. Job well that. done, yeah. Job well done. Yep. I, That's I, a fact. That's a fucking fact. Um, what else about this movie? Any other, like, particularly favorite scenes or, uh, like, anything negative to say about it? We've been talking a lot of good stuff. Like some, some, some minor cuts, stuff. like maybe two to three minutes you'd think could be cut. Probably. No, maybe not no, even. No, I'm talking like, yeah, I'm talking 15 minutes. Oh, 15, really? Oh, yeah, I cut the shit out of this. I cut, like, things, I cut longer scenes shorter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Some stuff goes on a little too long here, but you know what? It's still a masterpiece. Great movie. Like, it's not even a speed bump. It's just times have changed for editing, I think. And I don't mind some of that pacing. Like I don't agree with just getting everything done as fast as it could be. Yeah, I like I like some of that flow and some of the like take take yeah, your time I, sometimes. I, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Like, I still think you could get. I think you could get. Well, then five to ten. Yeah, I'll give you five to ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'll like, take it. I, I think for a movie like this, I think for a movie like this with with the audience you're shooting for, with not really taking any shortcuts with the story, um, you can leave certain things. Like there's certain elements of being a spy that I don't know. Probably forty year old guys like me are just always going to find cool, or some of us anyway. Yeah, I like it too. So like, I don't mind. I don't feel like the pacing is interrupted if it like lingers a little longer on setting up a trap for some guys that you're going to use later and. It's a little obvious or whatever. I don't know. There's lots of different ways you can do it. And uh, it, does, it doesn't bug me when I'm interested. James Bond, the James Bond are movies. Those are movies, like popcorn movies. This yeah. is like James Bond, but it's a film. Yeah. That's what, it, that's what it feels like to me. Is like if the filmmaker made a James Bond movie, uh, that's what I always liked about it. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like intellectual, like Tinker Taylor Spy. Uh, the same thing, that last Philip Seymour Hoffman movie where he's a spy. That movie, I can't remember what it's called right now. It was his last movie. Does anyone remember? The uh, one with Hanks? Philip no. Seymour Hoffman's last no. movie. Yeah, not the one with Hanks. Though he was good in Charlie right? Wilson's War. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. No, no it doesn't no, no. matter. That's yeah. a spy movie. Oh, too, I know what you're talking about. Never mind. Yeah, you guys should see, what, we should watch that movie again, not for the show because it's only a few years old. But that movie is so feels so much like this movie yeah he runs a station in germany or something like that yeah 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 he's like the station chief yeah and he's trying to negotiate a deal like uh they're gonna let go of a hostage or something like that that's yeah. what he's doing i can't remember now yeah yep um anyway that's a really good flick nice yeah i can't think of um I can't think of anything bad to say about this. Like, even when they decide to start killing off the team, like when the driver gets killed by Seamus, who's a bastard. Jonathan Price is such a slimy fuck when he wants to be, and I, I love it because he's so good at it. But, yeah, he takes him out, and then Sam gets wounded in, in that altercation, so that just, like, raises the whole stakes of everything. Yeah. Again. And then, like, you know, it's a it's a decently big reveal at the end when Sam finally says, you know, I never left. This is, we've been just, we're all we're here for is your boss. It makes you go back and think about the movie all the way through, knowing that from the moment um, Sam walks through the door, like he knows who his target is, and he like works Deirdre to get to him. The whole time you can see that he's working her. Um, he's the honeypot. Yeah, and he's like anything, <laughs> anything he can do to further the cause and going through her. I think he like, I think like, I would get the sense that in this he's like a seasoned enough spy where um, he could like have some sort of feeling for her, but the job would always be like, at the end of the day, I'm I, I enjoy being with you, but I'm using you to get what I want, and, and that's that's it. So and that's what I mean. See, James Bond movies focus too much on that. Yeah, you got that what he was doing like totally worked without having like three sex scenes where they have to like keep banging like in a James Bond movie. What is this like the adult? James Bond movie. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing sexy about when they bang. Like, No, it, not at all. It's, you it's, just know that, that, he, that at the that, end of the movie, that, you realize... That's one of my criticisms. <laughs> uh, it's like a side of like I, spying that spy things that you, you don't really see. Like, it, it's like, it is kind of like they're in the stakeout van a little bit. Um, but, you know, it just goes the other, it goes in a different direction than, than just watching something. Right, like, I wanted to see your ass banging up and down on the dashboard. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? What, too much to ask? <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, you could have gone a little further, but not much. Mm. A mm. little full frontal? Once a movie? Yeah, you could you could just go with, just as her clothes are coming off or his, you know, he's taking your clothes off and then get out. You got to get out there fast. Otherwise, it becomes a James Bond movie. Yeah, it's exactly. pretty much. Pretty much. All right. Go. We figured that out. Well, I mean, I don't think Done. it's... I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's any big mystery here. I'll call it if you guys are cool with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're all calling. It's all holding up. Yeah, this is... Yeah, this movie is excellent. It holds up for sure. Um go through the ABCs of what makes a good movie and this movie's got it and you know unless you were totally not interested in this subject matter it's great it's just good there's good characters what the slow burn on the De Niro character is also like really hard to pull off yeah you people could get disinterested too soon and they pulled it off really well like so smooth 
Yeah. By the end of the movie, you like him, but at the beginning of the movie, you don't even know who the fuck he is for the first 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, no. Wait, wait, wait your turn. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I was going. You just couldn't <laughs> wait? Jesus. I'm sorry. No, it's all I, good. I did not mean to cut you off. I thought you were you were finishing. <laughs> I didn't mean to. All right. right. All right. All right. Start uh, first. Okay, well, I, d- I, I did get to squeak in that it held up before I was cut off, and Colin's obviously <laughs> very excited to talk next. Uh, but anyway, like I was saying, the ABCs are here, like story to structure, characters, the acting, the action, the, the directing, like all of it, good locations. Um, all the action, like it's you always know what's going on. You know where you are spatially. There's nothing confusing about it. They don't use any cheap tricks to draw your attention away from what's happening. Like they used as few effects in this as possible. Um, and then they blew up some cars and, and made, you know, slit some throats and squibbed some bullets. It's just, it's a really good spy movie. It's one of the one of the best. This would be one of the best spy movies out there. I think like 80 cars. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. That's it for me. It holds up. Hold up. And I apparently did mine first. Well, I did, <laughs> kind of, yeah. I did 1.5. So, Grant, it's your turn. Uh, it holds it's up. Not, Grant. <laughs> oh, does it? Yeah, big surprise. Um, I like it. I like all the characters. I like that evil Scottish guy. He reminds me of evil Bram, like Sharon Lois and Bram guy. It's fucking uh, just make that... <laughs> That bit of like a toxic childhood is just uh, terrifying to me. Um, yeah. The action moves really well. I think that it's all fucking very uh, visceral and fucking feels real. The movie holds me. It gets me in. I feel like there's actual stakes to this movie. Like things could go wrong. Whereas, you know, instead of just being assured that the hero will be okay and like, you know, the way shit normally goes. I um, I like it. This movie is able to contain my my attention span and fucking provides a fucking great show the whole way through. <laughs> fucking a go. man. Fucking a fucking a, um, I was going to say if, if it was on right now, I would sit and watch the whole movie again right now. Start to finish. We just watched yeah. this. We just it's watched so this for the review. So approachable. Yeah. It's not because it's not a uh, type of movie you can watch all the time. It's not boring. With movies like, Moneyball. I can watch Moneyball all the time. Yeah. The time. I don't know what you it is. Like, running, you can run Moneyball on a loop in, a, in my living room. If you want to. Yeah. And this movie, this movie, yeah, good movies. This is exactly like that. This is a great movie. You could run this on a loop too. Yep. Yep. All right. Go on up there and see it. Ronan. Was Ronan streaming? It was streaming? No, I don't think it was. I don't think it was Sorry, either. I yeah, I don't, I don't think it was. Buy it. Buy it. Don't rent it's it, worth buy a, it, and then keep it. Yeah, this is a keeper. This movie definitely, definitely, definitely holds up. And... I think I rented it! No! Oh, crap. Well, next time we'll buy it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Oh, Go watch Ronan. <laughs> Have a great day. We'll see you next time. And as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. 
feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.